Okay, let's go. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Chew Henu Podcast. Little on me, ooh, and I got Quez here with me. So, who couldn't show up? It rained a lot over here, and uh, we couldn't get his leg out of the mud. And you know how his leg tends to fall off when he's trying to run through the mud. It's more like a slip and slide. So, unfortunately, he couldn't show up. But we're here, and we got a great guest with us today. Jonathan, Jonathan Slemmy is in the podcast today. Let me pop him up right here. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Holland, uh, LA, director, writer of a movie that I just saw this past weekend. Holy moly. Uh, based on a true story, Drew Lentz, um had me going in circles, bro. I have so many questions for you. First of all, thank you for joining us on the podcast, first of all. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, I mean, let's start from the very beginning, Jonathan. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and how you came about to be a director, boss. Talk to us. So, from Boston, Mass., uh, moved out to L.A. after I graduated from college. Um, got an internship at Sony Pictures, uh, riding around in the golf cart, dropping off packages to the head of the studio. And... Um, I quickly uh, made my first feature around then. It was the first movie I made of any sort. Before then, it was just playing around cameras and shooting backyard stuff. Um, and I played in one theater out here in L.A. Um, and then I made a bunch of shorts. The shorts did well, which got me a little bit more out there. Worked in TV, doing um, producing for reality. Made a few documentaries. But I never got an opportunity to make another feature. It took took roughly about 2010, took roughly about 12 years to get the opportunity to make a feature again. And it had to be me that had to make that happen. So I took a bet on myself, um, put up most of the money, and then angels came and and, and made it quadruple times three. That's size. awesome. That's awesome, man. That's that's really awesome, man. It's, 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 a good, yeah. it's a good background. What, I mean, one question I like to ask my guests, what, what inspired you to pursue a career in directing? I mean, what was what was the passion involved? Uh, was it passion involved over the time that you wanted to become a director? Yeah, I mean, thank, thanks to my dad. Um, as a little kid, he had Super 8 cameras and VHS cameras, you know, the big. Right. Oh, yeah, the old school back in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And so I was playing around with those and I just I just fell in love with with it and watching him project movies in the living room wall and wanting to understand how that happened. So I knew from a very young age what I wanted to do. And, um, but I had, you know, growing up in, uh, um, in Massachusetts and Re Revere Mass, you know, you're not exactly taught or it's not right. one that you can um, become bigger things. Right. Exactly. Or pursue these types of things. So um, went to college, studied business and then, Told my parents, hey, the moment I graduate, I'm moving out to California. And that's why. Right. Yeah. That's where everybody's going now to California. Man. We, we got to move out there, man. Check, check things love, out. I love California. <laughs> I've never never been out there, but I hear that uh, if you've got beautiful. the talent, you might get spotted. Is that the water's blue. You, uh, <laughs> right? I'm sorry? You, you guys are in Texas? 
We're in Texas. Yeah, we're in Texas. Where the water's green. Yeah, the, the water is blue out there, man. The water is really blue. It's like actual, like I see, I see TV and I see that the water is blue out there. And like when the first time I went to like uh, Los Angeles, I saw the water. It was blue, and it wasn't on TV. It was right in front of my eyes. Some part, um, but it's funny. A lot of people in California are going to Texas. Yes, yes, yes that yes. is true. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I mean, uh, and as far as I mean. Any, uh, I mean, what could you share a more memorable moment, experience, uh, one from your past projects? You, I mean, something that challenged you as a director, and how how did you overcome it, boss? Um, it's kind of bookended. Like the first movie I made was it came out in like two thousand nine called Anti Up. That was a feature, and I pretty much started from nothing and raised the funding myself. And I was younger then, and I was sleeping on couches to make it all work and. We shot on film, so that brings its own expense, and you're saving up. And so, like, shoot again, you got to save up to buy the film and process it. And it's funny, like, the bookend full circle thing was when I made the last deal. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep on couches, fortunately, but but it was the same thing, like like getting the money together, right? Just overcoming those challenges, and and the biggest thing was just betting on yourself, and that was kind of the reoccurring theme on both of those projects was, Hey, let me better myself. Right. Exactly. And yeah, do you have, do you have something to say? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Oh, uh, shout out to Freddie Honda watching. Oh, what's going on? Freddie Honda watching the podcast. Thank you very much guys. Um, another thing, man, I mean, this little, I want to call it a little thing. I would call it a big thing. Cause I saw this movie over the weekend. It was, uh, the last deal. Correct. 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 So, I mean, I saw this. Uh, take a step by step, bro, because you had me going twists and turns to the whole movie. Um, take us little by little. I mean, what what are we looking at here? That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad it, it elicited that kind of response from. from yeah. Um, I basically I made a checklist of all things I had access to, uh, namely cannabis. I have friends that have dispensaries that have farms, and mm-hmm. I knew. Had access to cannabis and I could make a story revolving around that. So I made a checklist and it was like cannabis fields or marijuana right. houses, um, airplanes, because I have a couple of friends that are pilots, mm-hmm. um, Los Angeles locations, because I know LA pretty well now. I've been here 15 <laughs> years or so. Right, like, right. Shooting locations that other people don't know about. Like there's a airfield right there. And then we were fortunate enough to get an airplane too. Yeah, so, I see that. And we actually went up 3,000 feet and wow. or however many feet that that is. And the guy was doing like these moves that your winch, <laughs> whatever the plane would be. Oh, like, my God. Like this. So you could see the <laughs> ground. Too. It, it just scares me. Just look at the way you're making your hand move. <laughs> I think I would have thrown up on the on camera, bro. Like this, because um, you would normally just see like blue sky. But he was like turning the plane and going like this and doing like emergency moves. So we oh could, my gosh. The, the ground as well through the, the, the windows. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I made a bunch of, of, of check boxes that I need that I had like things that I had access to and right. went in with like, Hey, I know myself personally, I can get loans and fund myself like 30 to $50,000. And, and that's what oh, wow. I, Hey, no matter what, this was in 2019. I was like, no matter what, in April of 2020, I'll go and shoot this movie. Right. What the movie is. And it wasn't until like October of 2019 mm-hmm. 
the idea fell from the sky. I was watching a movie. I was like, hey, that's what I want to make. And then, yeah, I was shooting um, in August of 2020 and got a bunch more people to come aboard that helped fund it and all of that. No, that's cool. I mean, watching the movie, the whole twist and turns were the guy's, a, I believe, a deliverer first. Uh, he's dropping off, dropping off a. Uh, Certain condiments uh, <laughs> to, to <laughs> different different uh, uh, customers. Then all of a sudden, you know, the dispensary is going downhill. It's going down the tubes fast. And him and his buddy say, "Well, let's do one big score, and then after that big score, we'll retire." And then the whole it's like a backstab to a backstab on top of <laughs> back and forth. Then yeah. they flee the country, and he's like stuck <laughs> in a rough spot. But what what really got me, Jonathan, is that uh. I don't want to give too much away of, of the movie, but the revenge part going to save who he needs to save. I couldn't, I couldn't get through my thick skull. Is like, why would you take a single shot rifle to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to save uh, maybe a semi-automatic, maybe a nine yeah. millimeter <laughs> something, but Hey, you gotta go, you gotta work with what you got. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And and so I wanted to build in that this was like an everyday person so we could all relate to him and right. end him. And and he yeah, he sells weed and he's a drug dealer, so to speak. Right. But he's not like your normal one that has access to weapons and all these things. He's just a regular guy. And a lot of these right. dispensaries are just regular people. They're right. They're hippie farmers or just regular farmers that that aren't gangsters there are they they aren't like like anything in the mob or anything like that they're just normal people right right um and and yeah so he had a a bolt action rifle at at his mother's house and that's all he had access to and plus look cool on camera so i mean like i said it it was a great movie there was was so much of a roller coaster ride watching it because you know what are you gonna do next and then I, I, I had to see it from his point of view. It's like, I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, I'm not in that situation. What and Most of us will be like, oh, what do I do? I'm in this much trouble. What do I need to do? You do reach out to the other people that are sort of in the field so they could try to help you. And you kind of gave a, a, a perspective of uh, just the average Joe trying to figure it out in less than a couple of days. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yep. That's exactly it. Yeah, and, and it, it was crazy. It was like I said, it was like a roller coaster ride. I mean, what do you think? What's the most important uh, quality to a director should be possessed, and why? I mean, what is it? What do you? What does it take to make a good film? I mean, what is it in the person to actually create or even write a screen a screenplay for something like that? I, I, I mean, only speaking for myself, what I know what makes me tick best is collaboration. So. Um, for me, there's only so far that I can personally go myself. Right. Collaboration of giving my script to the, my story people, having them help me make the script as good as it can be. And then, and then on set, you know, communicating, collaborating with your crew and then your cast and, and trusting the people that you hire. And you basically just want to play jazz with them all and, mm-hmm. and come up with, hey, with taking your ego away, what is the best idea that we currently have or the best direction to go? And then meanwhile, the whole time, like for me, I got to remember to always be the captain. I don't have to remember it because I just know it. Always be the captain of, of the film. Like right. vehicle is the film. It runs through me. I'm always servicing that. 
and and ha having fun with everyone around me. And that's what I really enjoy is the gregarious collaboration with everyone, just making the best thing possible. Like a lot of those lines in the movie, the really good ones are all improvised. They're all. Yeah, and that's the next thing I was going to ask you. Were, yeah. there, were there any any uh, collaboration from the actors to you? Hey, should I? Maybe I should do this, or are you? Do do you? Pretty much set a a a a, a, a uh, platform and say this is the way it's going to get done, and that's it, my way or the highway. Or are you open to suggestions? Uh, d d definitely the latter. So, like one of my favorite parts in the film is the poker scene mm -hmm. with the boss, and you get the guy that's all tatted up, and, right? And so on the page that was a little bit shorter, and it was Solid Baker who plays the boss. He came up with like, hey, I feel like I would say this. And then Mr. Who plays Bobby, he was like, hey, I feel like I'd say this. And then Mike Ferguson, who had all the tattoos, we started giving him some lines and just made the scene so much better than what it was. If, if, I, if I shot the scene on the page as is, it wouldn't have been as memorable for me as it turned out to be. Right, exactly. You know, did you have a question? No, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm amazed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 very rare on our podcast alone to have anybody. I, I, to me, you're living in LA. One, two, the caliber of the movie being on Stars and uh, Encore, correct? Correct, that's right. And then also winning uh, was it a Best Director at a Boston International Film Festival? How did that How did that feel? It felt great. We also the lead actor um, won Best Performance by an Actor at the San Antonio. So, really? Yeah. I'm I'm not sure how far away you guys are from from San Antonio. Uh, four hours, four, four hours, hours away. away. Gotcha, four. gotcha. So, it's about it's a good brisk walk. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> depending how how fast you drive, depending how fast you drive, and gotcha. if there's no state troopers along the way, uh, uh, salute to the state troopers. I'm never gonna plan speed, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good drive for me. Those are like the bigger cities out here, and having you on our podcast talking talking to us. Man, uh, viewers that'll watch this later or listen to it later, you know, they know that we're finally reaching out to L.A., having uh, great directors like you, even actors or writers uh, in the I like to say the Hollywood scene, because that's what it, that's what everybody says down here um, to be heard here also, because, I mean, we're trying our best down here to get heard. I mean, we've had a couple of act, uh, uh, screen cinema actors have come down here and they're yeah. like, wow this place has been untapped yet. You know, we, we need to tap this area. You, are you always looking for different areas to do your films? Yeah. I try to find places that are unique. So you're not, you're looking at things that you don't normally see. Um, so even on the shorts, like going to places that aren't um, conventional and right. choosing those. I, I know that the Austin scene is a big scene for, for. Yes, films. yes it is. Rodriguez has his company down there. Yeah. Um, it's funny, uh, Robert Rodriguez wanted to actually, uh, his company wanted to distribute the last deal. So when we were in negotiations to sell it, distribute it back in 2022, um, they made a big push to try to pick it up and make it an, an original that, that they are distributing. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, the, the Texas scene is probably coming up in the top three right now in the country, I'd say. Yeah, and, that's, and we hear that a lot from. A, we just recently had a uh, South Texas Film Festival down here in uh, Edinburgh, Texas. About a, uh, was it September? I yeah, it September. Was. And uh, there was a couple of celebrities that came down, and writers and makeup artists that came down, and they were like, "Wow, there's so much 
potential areas down here to make movies is just it hasn't been touched and i'm like it's it's open land yeah. i mean yeah. you've got to come down here and and uh look around close your eyes feel around you'll find something yeah but <laughs> i mean but have you have you thought about uh anything uh new coming up on the um uh, on your direction yeah so i um i just finished the second draft of a new screenplay mm-hmm. and Southwest feel to it, so it can definitely take place in Texas or just here north, o- Oklahoma, which has amazing film incentives. Right. Uh, not to promote them on your show, but don't don't you dare say uh, Oklahoma here on the Texas I mean, podcast I'm, I'm ever just, again. I'm, man. I'm just saying, like, uh, you should you should do something in the valley. <laughs> you should do something down here. Do something here in the valley. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so the next film has a very um, Southwest feel to it, and. Um, I'm hoping to shoot it in that kind of like, not desert, but that very open terrain that looks like like the the Wild West. Right. That that'd be something interesting to to check out. I mean, I've seen some of the movies that you did release previous before uh, Last Deal. I haven't tapped into them yet, but they do look interesting. I really want to go. There was one I saw on there. Was it some sort of these two cowboys with a samurai sword? I think that's what it was. I wish. I <laughs> oh, idea! I think I might have pitched an idea here, guys. <laughs> there may be something I can't recall that exactly, but maybe. I yeah, I, I could have sworn I saw. I saw. I saw. I saw your name on it. I'm like, wow! I gotta check this out. <laughs> I'll produce it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. Now, when you go when you go into a, a talent search for your films, is there a do you fit the character? Do you fit the character to the script? Is there a certain look or is there anything you're looking for? Yeah, you're basically looking who has the most honest um, depiction of that character, who makes the best choices. And for me, I sort of like much in the way of, of when I shoot and write, very being very collaborative, like I don't know who's going to walk in that door. So. Right. Or like auditioning, and if someone comes in that's really talented, like it, it's a shame to just have them walk back out. You know, like you're letting. It, it's sort of like like you can relate it to like football or baseball or yeah, basketball. Like like you build a team around someone who's really talented. Right, know? right, exactly. So I tend to operate from that standpoint of if I find someone that really fits the part, and very rarely am I very like like specific for what I need. Um, I keep it very open. Like, like in this, in this film, like, um, especially when I write, I don't usually include like ethnicities or anything like that. I just keep it very open unless I have like a specific choice that the person has to be this or that. Mm -hmm. And I just, whoever's the best one that walks in that door that I know I can work with that makes good choices. And it's very honest. So, I mean, I mean, let me get your point of view. Is it easier to pick the face than it is the heel? If you know what that means? <laughs> the bad guy from the good guy. I'm sorry? I, I think I know what you're talking about, but you might have to like... Like the good guy and the bad guy. Is it a lot easier picking the villain oh. or is it easier picking the hero? Uh, Probably the hero. Bad guys are hard to find because like you don't want to play them one note. You want you want a bad guy that's a bit empathetic that you not you're rooting for them, but you want to be borderline that you can root for them. And right. So exactly. You, 
where they're coming from and understand it that like no one sees themselves as, as a bad guy or, or as the villain. So right. yeah. you have someone in their head that believes like what they're doing is justified and all that. And they're right. doing, and, um, like I think back like New Jack city or boys in the hood, stuff like that. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like these people don't think they're bad. Although they're just, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just trying to live their lives. I, I, I understand, totally understand. <laughs> Now, now let's, let's let's dig deeper on you. Uh, villain, top villain that you've directed in a movie. Who would you? I mean, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but who has been your your eye character? You said, man, this guy plays a hell of a bad guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I hate to like pick one because um, they're all amazing, but yeah. just go off of the, the most recent. Oh, the dealer, the 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 main guy who who does the whole uh, not, the whole deal. The the Armenians that guy played a real good bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did a good job. Um, Jamal, he he did great. Um, Paolo, who plays the lead bad guy in, in the last deal, he's also the bad guy in David Fincher's new film, The Fighter. No, oh, really? killer, the killer. Oh shoot! I think later this month. Spoiler. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, his his name in that is is the brute. And then in this film, it's the boss. So I'm like, Sal, eventually they'll give you a real name, but. <laughs> <laughs> You'll eventually earn a real name sooner or later. I got you. I got you. But the lead in both of them, uh, I'm sure eventually will play the bad guy with a, with a legit name. <laughs> now, I, this was actually a, a crime thriller. Do you find it easy doing crime thrillers or, uh, or any other film uh, that you've seen that's a lot easier to do? Uh, this, this feels more natural for me. Um, like my dad, I mean, growing up, I grew up in action films and horror films and horror films. And, and my dad always said to me, like, you know, as I was making my shorts and discovering myself and all of that, he's like, John, Jonathan, just make a horror or an action or a commercial. <laughs> yes. And, uh, it's funny. Cause like you, for, you sometimes lose sight of what your voice is and, and, and here's me that grew up like watching Rambo three and people getting blown up and loving it. Yes. <laughs> Obra and watching them like multiple times. And I still watch them multiple times to this day. If they're on TV, that is like, it was like either I was the dumbest person in the world to not choose the genre or the like process of elimination happened. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So you, so you find it easier doing uh, thrillers, and horror film than anything else. Correct. It it, it beats most close to me. So, yeah. yeah, I can see. I mean, seeing it as a young, ch I mean, doing a film. I know my, my, I know my, I know Quez is working on a short film right now as we speak for himself. Here, it's something that's brand new on his side. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm a beginner, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm very. He's still wet behind the ears. So we, still y'all are so. <laughs> so he's working on a horror film and uh you know he's always asking questions he, he asked me i go man your 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 question is is like me questioning back to you like we need to ask somebody like jonathan here i mean if you if you, if you have a chance to ask him ask him now i mean that'd be the time to, to like how long how long did it take you to like get it right like the movie right like to to get it in in, in the shape it needs to be to have everything assembled and ready to go, like have this, like, you know, just knowing that you're ready. Uh, yeah. So prep on shorts. If I can get at least three months prep, that's a good time. And surprisingly, it's the same on features pretty much. 
Um, and a short, you have a little bit more leeway because, you know, they're, they're smaller and yeah. a lot of times you're funding it yourself and you're dealing with friends and stuff. But as yeah. long as the actor is that like, hey, I got to shoot on X date. I mean, if you can prep for three months, like, like your prep will determine your production. And if you don't have enough prep going in and you're lost, you don't know what you want to do. You're wasting days, you're wasting time. So I definitely prep. But, you know, I, the biggest short I made that had the biggest budget we did the prep on that, I think, in six weeks, I think. Wow. Um, but we, we had a lot more departments and all that. Yeah. And it can be done. But, yeah, definitely, I, I think if you can give yourself at least two months, you're standing well there. On, on the last deal, which is a very ambitious feature, you know, 60 locations and, and wow. moving pieces, I think I started prep on that in uh, probably March because I had to do a lot of location scouting because it was just me um no. making the schedule the schedule is so important get the schedule very tight like like know your timing for how long it takes you to shoot a scene um how many setups it's gonna oh uh oh i think uh, there he is <laughs> can't hear him can't hear you something happened to your phone Let's see, do we upload again? Uh, we're having a little technical difficulties. We'll get Jonathan right back in a few minutes. Uh, it, it's it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool knowing that we we got him online to uh, talk about his film. I mean, we'll try to get him back right now if possible. But uh, that's that's interesting, man. All, all, everything that he's done. I was gonna ask him. He did. Did you do a horror? He hasn't done a horror film or anything. Like that? Be, and that'd be something if we can get him back. Hopefully, he comes back to us in a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't. The only movie that I've seen that he's done was uh, Last Deal, and it was great. It was awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm just happy that he uh, uh, his PR sent there, there he is. Hold on one second. Let me get you back. Um, there you go. John, there you go. Now we hear you, Jonathan. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I got a phone call and it oh, disturbed okay. the whole thing. <laughs> Damn, you're a busy man. I know. <laughs> it's all good. And then, um, and, am I coming in clear? Yeah, you're yeah. coming in perfect. You're coming in perfect. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. So, I mean, were we, uh, Quez was asking. Uh, I was, since uh, your dad, your dad would tell you like to do like horror films, right? Yeah, he said make something commercial with with like. Blood and nudity. <laughs> did, you, did you ever? Did you ever do it? Uh, I, I I had a little bit of nudity in the last deal, but um, unless it calls for it, like I'm not doing a lot of it. It's it's mostly like for me, it's it's um I I enjoy more the the violent scenes, however bad that sounds. But like that no, sounds beautiful. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy like the gunplay and the fighting and and and. and Cursing, like I don't even know how many times we, we say the F word in, in the last deal. There's a ton of them, but I it feels that. very natural. <laughs> yeah. So you lost, you lost count. I lost count of how many F, how many F bombs so we dropped. But you should do a, like a, a shot for every time they say the F word in that movie. I should, I should get, send you a direct count next time we talk <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it wasn't like a conscious choice. I was just writing it and I was just using it because I was like, hey, I know this world and I know these people in this world. Um, whereas the script I'm writing right now probably has like maybe six or seven F bombs in the entire film. So why haven't you called Samuel L. Jackson yet? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. 
<laughs> he'll, he'll drop a couple of MFs, Fs, everything, anything in the book. And when you're in a different language, I'm pretty sure he'll give you everything you want. <laughs> that would be a dream come true. <laughs> have you have you had a chance to – I mean, some of the actors you have on your movies, I know they're very talented, but anybody that's been – you know, in, in, in bigger films that you said, wow, I can't believe I got this guy on film with me or that you directed? Uh, well, I- Anthony, who plays the lead guy and the lead character in Last Deal, mm-hmm. um, like I never imagined I would get someone of his caliber attached. And plus right. his stunt background. So all those times seeing him punch and fall and even drive the car. Like yeah. those are things like your normal actor doesn't do. Like even just driving a car and hitting a mark and coming in at a very high speed, like wow. having the stunt guy there that could do all this was just amazing. And, and he's been doing the stunts for Christopher Nolan and Clint Eastwood and wow. and Marvel films and JJ Abrams. So to wow. have this person that's from these hundred million dollar plus films right. beyond my under, under million dollar film, <laughs> like was just, was just a dream. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. That, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty, pretty darn cool, man. To have something like that, man. I mean, those are opportunities that very few people get. I mean, to e- to either meet and greet or to have them on your own personal film. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've become friends, so like we talk all the time, and um, looking for another project to make. So it's been really nice, uh, Jonathan. I hope I hope awesome. I know I know uh, I I talked to PR. I know you're a busy man. Uh, I was gonna give. I'm not sure if you can stay with us longer after the commercial yeah, yeah. break. Yeah, I, I can. I, I might have to sign out and then sign back in because I think I think my volume got a little messed up. Okay. When that <laughs> That's fine, uh, guys. Uh, just hang in there. We'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back with Mr. Jonathan here, we got some more interesting stuff to ask him. I got some pod decks that I want to read to him so he gets some really deep inside detail with him. Hopefully he doesn't run away right now. But we'll be right back. So hang in there. Let's uh, take a commercial break. Hold on one sec. And we're back, guys. Welcome back, Matt. Thank you to all our sponsors. Uh, Really do appreciate you guys, uh, Matt, helping us out. Without you guys, we would not have great guests like Jonathan here on our studio with us and uh, a great podcast along the way, man. So, Jonathan, I have some pod decks here. These are little cards that I got here. I'm going to put these right in front of the camera there. A deck of cards that have interesting questions for you. So we're going to go in. You're not here with us, so we have to pick them for you. Okay. Right. Under the table. No, no joking. <laughs> and I'm going to pass it over to Quiz so you can uh, read the first question. Pick one, Quiz. Let's see All what right. we got. Let's see that one right there. All right. Let's read that one. This one goes out to John. Here you go, John. Don't kill me, John. If it's a hard one. <laughs> What's your reoccurring nightmare? Ooh, and I just picked it. Wait, so where'd you talk about horror? <laughs> I have one where I'm constantly in my house from Massachusetts. And I go in the eaves. It's like we have this like closet in my old bedroom, and uh-huh. it expands into more rooms. And I'm always going through there, and there's more rooms back there. And and I've had this dream for years and years and years. And it takes on different variations where I'm in somebody else's house, and there's more rooms there than I originally knew were there. And I'm going into all these other rooms and doorways. And right. It's something maybe maybe a new uh, movie maybe they want to make it come to a reality. It sounds like a uh-huh music video. <laughs> sounds take nice. on music video. <laughs> Let's go to question number two. Let's go here. Go ahead. All right, here we go. All right. 
Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, John. <laughs> if you were to die tomorrow, what little thing would you regret not doing? Um, wow. What a great Halloween special. <laughs> I, I could go really deep here or I could go more. Go, go for it. No. I would oh. say something, but I, I mean, just go deep. <laughs> go as deep as you can. <laughs> the question. <laughs> on the question. On the question, Josh. <laughs> Which might be the same for all, all of us because you want as much of it as you can, spending as much time with your family. It's there like, you go. I've spent more time, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that's a, a regret that I would not. I'm going to be honest with you. A regret for me, myself, uh, if I were die tomorrow, I would regret not flying. I've never flown in an airplane before. Oh, really? Huh. I'm, okay. terif- I'm terrified of them, man. I don't know why. Sky yeah. for the stars, Richie. <laughs> exactly. That's the reason why. Maybe because I'm a guitar player and I shouldn't belong in a plane. Uh. <laughs> to watch too much the Bamba. Hey, it's all good, bro. It's all good. <laughs> We've, we've got a highway here named uh, the Richie Valens Highway, I think. Really? San yeah. Fer- is that San Fernando, right? Is that in San Fernando? Yeah. Yeah, I, I passed by it. I forget where exactly it is, but I'm pretty sure that's where his plane crashed because it's called that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow, man. I didn't know that. That, that went dark real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Next question, please. <laughs> go ahead, man. Let's see. There we go. Go for it. There you go. Wow, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> what is your What is your greatest regret? Greatest regret? Uh, well, I mean, it's tough. Like, I I've got none. But if I could fix one, it would be like I should have probably went to film school in LA. Um, but like, you're you're so young at the time. Like, you go to college. 17 you have no clue i i i have no clue at 17 to like what it is like what's out there in the world but like but like yeah it would have been cool to have a bigger head start is in that and that's what's so cool about about artists like musical artists uh uh directors film uh film film writer film uh, directors writers actors sometimes they don't get the chance or the opportunity to go to acting school or, or film school or something like that Sometimes it's just just natural born talent, and that's what's so cool, man. Yeah, it I is. mean, it really is. It, it's it's diamond in the rough, you know. And the it's only it's only a matter of time where it, one day you say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for it. You end up going to school, and you get a whole different perspective on how you were doing it and how it's supposed to be done, you know. And I mean, do you feel that it would it would improve your filmmaking if you went back to school? Uh, for a film school, I think I think if I had more hours on set um, and and another project under my belt, like and I think it just comes down to like time, like like that that that's why there's no time like the present to go and do what you want to do, right? Because like the quicker you do it, the more you're going to get experience and and understand how, how to do it the best you can. So uh, for me, it, it has less to do with the schooling as it has to do with like getting more reps in. Like the more, like the more reps I get in, the better filmmaker I become. So, right, and I got you. I got. You. I'll, I'll pick the last one, bro. Yeah, since you've been picking up, I've been picking horrible the horrible ones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me see. I'll see. I'll, I'll look at this one. Here you go. There you go. There you go. You can read this one. This this was an uplifting one. What is your most treasured possession? Um. 
Well, my house was burning down. I I would take my hard drives that have all my films on them. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But kind of like, but yeah, probably something like that. Like my my hard drives have all the pictures of like of like trips with my wife and all that stuff, and yeah. You would have saved the heart to believe the wife in the burning fire. I totally understand. And then her. And then her. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, are you going to be in big trouble? Uh, so, <laughs> no, well, that that's awesome, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we got we get a chance to talk to you. A little taste of uh, L.A., Hollywood, California, on the west side of the country, man. I mean. It was it was kind of kind of uh, interesting when uh, your uh, your PR guy told me, "Hey, uh, can you move the podcast till eight o'clock?" I go eight o'clock. I go, "Oh, hello, it's a two hour difference from here to." <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, uh, "Oh, that's right, six. Yeah, he got things to do during the day, and the only time he's gonna have available is probably at, at six in the afternoon over on the west side." So I go, "Yeah, not a problem. Hey, we get a chance to talk to somebody from over there, man. I'm gonna make the time for it." Awesome. Man, I- Thank you. Um. Anything you want to add? I'm just amazed of meeting, actually meeting a, a a director, you know, and it's 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 been a privilege hearing you and hearing your story. Yeah, man, and, and, and your, your your show is so awesome and like your hospitality, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's called Texas hospitality. It's very yeah. rare <laughs> down down south hospitality. Like a version, because my wife watches all those Bravo shows. Oh, there you go. Andy Cohen and they have the really cool set like you guys have. And I'm always oh. like watching you and I feel like I'm on that. <laughs> oh, hey, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> but, but, take that but, as a gold star version. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that as a compliment, a gold star for me, man. I'll take that. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Thank Dude, you. I appreciate you, man, so much. Um, well, I'm not sure. I'm not even going to. Is, is it appropriate to ask a gentleman his age? I mean, oh. I'm not sure. How old are you, Jonathan? He's old enough. 45. Oh, yes. We have a little thing here, Jonathan, that we John, like you to could call. Have, you could have said 35. Man, leave the man 45. alone, dude. Leave the man Cold alone. 45. He's a cold dude, I'm, I'm 47, bro. They go, if he looks that good, I can't imagine how, how good I look. I'm like, <laughs> well, so, I'm 45. I just turned it like three weeks ago or two. Years. Well, happy belated birthday, yes, sir. bro. Happy birthday, sir. Happy, happy belated birthday. birthday, man. That's awesome. We're going to take a little trip back to the late 80s, early 90s, because uh, I found some stuff uh, roaming around here in the city of Westaco uh, and antique stores and stuff like that. And I came across, this is nostalgic. I'm not sure you had this over in L.A. or Massachusetts, right? That's where you were, you were raised. Okay, I'm pretty sure you did. I mean, who's anybody for anybody? Yeah, bro, it, it, it's a must-have. I came across, yeah, people are going to go crazy right now when I'm about to show you. I came across, check this out. You ready for this, Jonathan? Check this out. The old-style book covers from oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Look at that. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I, I came across it, and I was like, are you free? It took me back so far back. I remember writing my name, drawing pictures on here and stuff like that. I mean, it just took me back. I, you- honestly, I remember uh, scratching out the ER to see butt. <laughs> that, 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 I, that's what I would do. And dude, 
I, I felt embarrassed because I never knew how to measure it out. <laughs> I, would, I would always be uneven. As as kids, we used um, brown shopping bags, like like the. Yeah. Dude, we my my mom back in the day, she used to work in a grocery store. She was a butcher in a grocery store. And sometimes she would bring us butcher paper and we'll put that around our books. But the best part is when she would bring the sack uh groceries and that paper sack, oh yeah, we would tear that bad boy and make it into a book cover. Yep. And, and people would ask me, Where'd you get your book cover at, man? It's so cool. I go, uh, my mom brought it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's really interesting, man. It, 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 oh, it had pizza in the back. Oh, well, this is another one. It had pizza. There was this, another. Uh, there's another one. See, that's a, this is that's an old school cool. one. Also, there's an old school one. That's good. A, yeah, it has the pizza number right in the bottom. When that over here, right here in the bottom, back in the day when pizza was a thing, before uh, uh, all these other pizza places started popping out left and right. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever play uh did you ever have those uh when you were a young kid? I mean, did you ever play baseball as a oh, kid? Yeah. Yeah, but baseball, baseball, hockey. I, I, I played hockey starting at twelve. Really? I, I, I still play now. Holy moly. Yeah, we Mexicans don't play. Yeah, hockey. we uh, us uh, Hispanics, we don't play we we're not good on ice. Uh, <laughs> we're talking you're talking about rivers, which we talking something else. Yeah, put us in the Olympics. We also have, have ice, so you, you guys don't have the cold that makes ice. Well, some parts of Texas get cold. Well, I believe outside of uh, Lubbock and Armarillo, sometimes Dallas, but more like closer to the panhandle yep. side, they get a little bit more snow. And, yeah. Uh, it's very rare. Over here, very it's, rare we get snow. It's very rare we get snow. And if it is, it's uh, – you know how some snowmen are white? Yeah. Ours are brown. <laughs> when it falls down into the valley, it's, it's a very, very dry terrain. It's very yeah. hard for ice to fall here in the RGV. Yeah, but when it does, we take advantage of it as Absolutely. much as possible. Yeah, we uh, we grew up in ponds and lakes and stuff like that. It all freezes starting in like December, and it's frozen for like three months. So, wow. Yeah, played played as a kid. I, and I still play play now. It's it's great being like in your forties and going like twenty miles per hour. Damn, dude, imagine. No, I can't handle that. Getting hit, going real fast, and, <laughs> and then I probably I'll probably already fall down before you hit me with those skates. <laughs> yeah. The injuries mount up a little bit more. I have more down days than I have up days. But you ever ever checked anybody into the glass? Uh, plenty of times. Oh <laughs> yeah. <Even before. laughs> Yeah, those are, <laughs> has anybody checked you up on the glass? Oh yeah, I, I had <laughs> growing up frequent flyer miles at, at like the hospital. Uh, <laughs> like, you ever get hit by a puck? Oh. Uh, shoulders being dislocated. Oh, nah, that's, that's not my style. Like, uh, he's, <laughs> have you, you ever been hit by a puck? Absolutely, I was hit by a puck <laughs> <laughs> four months. Ago. My foot, and I couldn't walk for three Oh years. my gosh! Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be laughing. But that, you go. I, I don't understand. I mean, hockey is fun. To, I believe it. I believe hockey is fun to watch. We have we have a a minor league hockey team down here in the yeah. RGV, and when it, they were the Killer Bees, and we would go out there and we we just go see the fights. We just went to go see the fights because there was so much fun to watch. Yeah. So I mean, it was fun to watch, and the rivalries I would have with the with the I think the Laredo, it was Laredo, 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 right? 
Laredo Bucks. We were having a huge fight. The fans would get into it. That it, it was it was so interesting because we never get stuff like that down here in the RGB. It's very it's more. You come to Texas, it's football. Yeah, it's, it's always football. Oh, yeah. I mean, regardless, anywhere you go, it's it's football. If it has nothing to do with football. It's not important for some reason. And that's just the way we were raised. I mean, football is like like air to anybody else in any other state. We, we live and breathe and we eat it. Uh, football, nonstop. Well, it, it, sports, sports too here, especially in, in the U.S., are very geographical. So right. depending on where you are is, um, and the temperature, too, is like what everyone goes towards. Right. And and the fun the fun football games were always in the mud when it would rain. Those were oh, yeah. the, the those were the best ones. Oh, yeah. Those are the best ones. It, it sucked to be a receiver, but it was awesome to be a running back. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I mean, uh Jonathan, can you give us a, 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 some of your uh social medias, man? So anybody who wants to reach out to you and uh you know try to get in contact with you or want to see more stuff that you released. Yeah, yeah. Please, like, um, we're big on Instagram, so I, we have. I think we, I think maybe we connected there, but um, Instagram is the last deal movie. Uh, Facebook is the last deal movie. I think Twitter might be the last deal film. We're on TikTok too, um, and then, and the website is is www.thelastdealmovie.com and has all the links there. We got a Spanish dub of the film too on Amazon. <laughs> oh, awesome! That's cool. Nice, nice. That's really you- like 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 they they did a really good job and um whoever <laughs> i never actors that did the dub but but they did a really good job so we have like a legit spanish dub on amazon nice. really yeah. wow now you have made me go back and i have lucky for me i have an amazon account i have to go back and listen to it in spanish now <laughs> please please and, and then let me know like how 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 good it is or uh, yeah i will I'll, I'll email your pr and let you know tell them you know what it was awesome <laughs> i'll be honest with you i'll be honest with you there's there's some films that i've out of all the films that i've watched the most funniest one in dub spanish and oh. it's not actually not actual a movie it's it's a movie but <laughs> it, it was shrek shrek was like the most <laughs> yeah, it was funny. One of the most hilarious films to watch on uh in in dub Spanish, <laughs> the gingerbread man just I cannot stop laughing. I snot was coming out of my nose laughing because it was so funny to listen to. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, we've gotten like the people that have watched it have said it's it's good. So I'm like, sweet. And we've got a trailer that's in Spanish too. Um yeah, so that's 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 that's, pretty, that's awesome, awesome man. man. That's awesome. So I mean, all we can say here here from Texas, uh, Jonathan, is that keep doing what you're doing. Um, hope to see more films come out of your way, and we, we let us know. We'll promote it for you in our podcast. Do a horror film. Do it. Yeah, yeah, do a horror film, and we're we're like totally promote. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's hard to find. You know, you got to come up with a good concept. You, you got to find out. You got to find. A buddy told me a while back. Find an original way to kill people and yeah. make. Them- you, you are so so true. Right? <laughs> that is so so true. You, just there's got there's got to be different. I mean, every I mean the old school way is 
the neck, the the arm, the leg, straight to the heart. To the, come up with different styles, man. Child support. That's, Child a, good support. That's a good one. That's a real good one. <laughs> don't, don't take it, John. Don't don't run with it, John. Don't run with it. Child support. That's, that, that's all you. You can make a short. Dude, it'll be like three months down the line. John is going to release a new movie. Child support. But what the hell? <laughs> Denzel Washington starting. Child support. Child support. Oh, uh, no. Uh-uh. Not today, brother. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jonathan, I want to say thank you, man, from the bottom of our hearts coming on our podcast, man. I appreciate you. Um, all I can say is, like I said before, keep doing what you're doing. Pass the word around to all your friends over there, anybody that are actors, directors, writers. Tell, tell them about us, man, that we would love to have you guys come on our podcast, talk a little to us. You know, that way, not only you're making noise in L.A., you'll be making noise down here, here and people are going to start reaching out to you guys to try to bring you this way so you can make some films in our neck of the woods, man. I really appreciate you coming out with us here, man. Any any last encouraging words for the future filmmakers or writers? Well, I mean... Um, just, just be you, you know? Just don't be afraid to make mistakes and don't be afraid to take chances. There you go. And then, then, those are true words from the man, Jonathan. Man, great movie. If you get a chance, look for it on Amazon. I believe it's already on uh, Stars and Encore. Uh, check it out. The Last Deal. Great movie. Twists and turns. It, it, it says it to the T, man. It's a cr uh, crime thriller. It will not disappoint. I guarantee you, you'll you'll like the film. Any last words, Chris? Seriously, I'm gonna be honest with you. I need to go see that movie. <laughs> I need to go see that movie. No, my, my my brother was talking about it, so I, I need to go see that movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, yeah. It, it, it's a great movie. I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, relay the message they sent me so he can watch it. Yeah. So that be yeah. So we and we'll get back to you. I'll, I will get back to you or your PR person. Let them know how it sounded in uh, Spanish dub for sure. Yep. <laughs> I can't. I don't know Spanish. <laughs> just, just to listen to it would be something interesting. I just want to hear the bad guys, man. Those, yeah. those, those are the cool ones to listen to. But guys, like always, thank you for watching. Next week, uh, we have some interesting things happening next week for our podcast. In two weeks, yes, this guy's birthday, man. Birthday bash podcast. Everybody, better tune in. Be watching because it's gonna be a good one. I mean, you miss it. I'm gonna find out. I'm going to find out, Jonathan, you miss it. I'm going to find out. But anyways, guys, Jonathan, thank you once again uh, for you. coming on the podcast. And uh, let's uh, close it out like we always do. Sir. Three, two, one. Later, skaters! Later, baby.